48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. A constitutional expert slams the decision to delay LegCo elections, while a former LegCo president dismisses suggestions that it will help the pro-establishment camp. The city's death toll from COVID-19 rises to 37 amid concerns about the effectiveness of planned mass tests in the SAR and profits plunge at banking giant HSBC as it warns of challenging times ahead. A constitutional law expert says the chief executive, Carrie Lam, shouldn't have postponed next month's LegCo elections for a year as this discredits Hong Kong. US-based professor Michael Davis told RTHK it was a common tactic for authoritarian regimes to postpone elections and disqualify opposition candidates. Electoral officers have barred 12 pro-democracy figures from running in the elections, including four current lawmakers. Professor Davis dismissed Mrs Lam's excuse. There's a lot of that this is more about the risk of losing the election than it is about the pandemic. Singapore, South Korea, and many other places have done well. Hong Kong is not a poor, underdeveloped place. It's a very high-tech place. I have no doubt they could have solved this problem. This is one of the common moves, actually, of authoritarian regimes around the world. They promise elections in the future, and then they delay them. This is a, a very common tactic, and I think one that discredits Hong Kong and one that she should have avoided. Former LegCo president Chang Yok-sing says he doesn't think the pro-establishment camp will benefit from LegCo elections being delayed for a year, dismissing allegations that the government was inviting Beijing's intervention. Mr Chang said there was no solution in the basic law on how to deal with the LegCo term if an election was postponed. Given the very extraordinary circumstances we are now in. I think we have to take measures which could not have been foreseen by the drafters of basic law. I mean, if you look through all the articles in basic law, you cannot find a solution to the current problem. The problem being, if a general election is postponed, what can we do? Right? The basic law doesn't give an answer. So we need the uh, National People's Congress uh, to answer that. The pro-Beijing heavyweight also said the government should put aside a controversial suggestion to allow Hong Kongers to vote in the Greater Bay Area. He also argued against unseating four pro-democracy lawmakers who have been barred from running in the elections. Mr Chang said it would be disproportionate if the four pro-democracy lawmakers are stripped of their seat because the returning officers barred them from standing in the elections. He expected the National People's Congress Standing Committee will only lay down the principles rather than naming who can stay in the chamber in the coming year. The pro-Beijing heavyweight also said the government should put aside a controversial suggestion to allow Hong Kongers to vote in the Greater Bay Area for now and focus on holding the polls next year as promised. If the pandemic doesn't go away, if we are faced with the same, with a similar situation as we have now, one year uh, later, we can still hold the election. Now, this is what the government must do. Let us change the law and let us put in place those measures we have seen uh, in other countries that can effectively uh, allow elections to go on without any danger, without exposing uh, the voters to any risk. Hong Kong's sole delegate to the NPC Standing Committee says it's contradictory to allow four lawmakers to retain their seats if they're barred from September's LegCo polls. 
Tammy Chung says the MPCSC may not agree with the government on simply extending the LegCo term for a year and may deal with the councillors separately. Pro-democracy legislator Chu Hoi Dick says pan-democrats are facing a dilemma of whether to boycott meetings or stay in the chamber and fight what he called evil laws. And RTHK has learned that Beijing official Chang Xiaoming has arrived in Hong Kong. He's a deputy director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office. His visit comes ahead of the NPC Standing Committee's meeting held from Saturday to next Tuesday, where members are expected to decide how to fill a one-year vacuum called by the postponement of the LegCo elections. The death tally linked to COVID-19 continues to climb in Hong Kong, with two more elderly patients dying today, bringing the toll to 37. An 83-year-old man with chronic disease died in Tunmun Hospital, while an 84-year-old woman, also chronically ill, died at Queen Elizabeth Hospital this morning. A microbiologist has questioned if it's practical, effective and reasonable to conduct COVID-19 testing on everyone in Hong Kong following the arrival of a mainland team to boost the SAR's testing capacity. Ho Pak Leung, who heads the University of Hong Kong Centre for Infection, questioned whether authorities can test so many samples in days. He noted that Wuhan, where the virus first erupted, did citywide testing only after the epidemic had stabilised months later in May. Dr Ho says the mainland experts can help strengthen current measures, such as speeding up testing and arrange tests for everyone entering Hong Kong. Police have issued summons against three men in Tin Shui Wai for failing to wear a mask in public. The force said it received a report at about 9.30 last night and said the men aged between 31 and 59 did not comply even after a verbal warning from police. Anyone failing to wear a mask outdoors could be liable for a $2,000 fine amid the latest coronavirus outbreak. And the President of the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte, has promised to hire 10,000 more medical workers as the country struggles to cope with the spike in cases. He also said strict quarantine measures would be reintroduced in and around the capital on Tuesday for two weeks. Here's the BBC's Howard Johnson. 50% of certain workforces won't be allowed to go into the office anymore. We'll see more police and army checkpoints checking people for their temperatures as they move around. We've seen since this coronavirus outbreak, lots of people in camouflage, police officers wandering around with guns near shopping malls. Quite a sort of worrying image when you think that you're dealing with a health pandemic. And doctors over the weekend did say, look, we're losing this battle. We need to help the doctors at the front line because hospitals have issued warnings over over the last few months saying we're completely full to capacity with COVID cases. A top doctor on the White House COVID-19 task force has warned the US has entered a new phase in its fight against the pandemic. Deborah Burks told CNN the disease was widespread across the country and a greater threat than when the outbreak first began. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. When the virus first started to spread in the US, it was the main urban centres like New York City that were hardest hit. But five months into the pandemic, Dr Deborah Burke says the outbreak is different and extraordinarily widespread, affecting rural communities as well as the big cities. She urged Americans returning from holiday to assume that they were infected and to self-isolate. And she said people living in multi-generational households should consider wearing a mask while at home. In other news, the first manned mission run by a private company to the International Space Station has safely returned to Earth. The SpaceX Dragon capsule, scorched by its fiery descent from orbit, splashed down off the coast of Florida. 
It was carrying two astronauts, Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin, who blasted off in May. Mr Benkin told a press conference it had been a good day for the United States. There's something special about having that capability to launch and, and bring your own astronauts home. And uh, uh, we went through a lot of years without that capability. And I think we're both super, super proud to have been just a small part of the team that uh, accomplished bringing those space flights back to the Florida coast and bringing that capability back to America. NASA says it'll save billions of dollars by handing over such missions to commercial firms. All establishments serving alcohol in the Japanese capital Tokyo have been asked to close at 10pm from today to try to reduce record levels of coronavirus transmission. Bars, restaurants and karaoke that comply will receive nearly 2,000 US dollars from the city authorities. Strong winds and rain are battering the US state of Florida as tropical storm Isaias moves along its eastern coast. Beaches and parks have been closed with the winds gusting it up to 105 kilometres an hour. Isaias was downgraded from a hurricane to a tropical storm, but the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, warned it remained a serious threat. Don't be fooled by the downgrade. We do think it will be upgraded back to a hurricane um, later on this evening. Even if it's tropical storm force winds, uh, you can pretty much be assured you are going to see power outages. You know, that's certainly a 70 mile an hour uh, wind will be enough to take down trees and limbs that obviously interacts with power lines and so so that will happen and people should be prepared for that fire crews in california are battling a massive wildfire that's forced thousands of people from their homes east of los angeles more than 1300 firefighters backed up by helicopters and water dumping planes have been tackling the blaze which started on friday parts of the fire are in steep rugged hillsides making it hard for fire engines to access over 2,500 homes have been evacuated and more than 20,000 acres of land have burned. Finance now and HSBC says second quarter pre-tax profit plummeted 82% year-on-year to $1.1 billion US dollars as the bank hit by the, was hit by the pandemic and geopolitical tensions. For the first six months of the year, pre-tax profit plunged 65% to $4.3 billion US dollars. Group Chief Executive Noel Quinn says the bank's good start in January and February was overshadowed from March by the pandemic and by the impact of falling interest rates. He also warned that heightened US, Sino-US and Sino-British tensions and the future of UK-EU trade relations could weigh heavily on the bank's clients in the second half of the year. Microsoft says it's committed to buying the North American operations of the video sharing app TikTok and wants to complete discussions with its Chinese owners by the middle of next month. It made the announcement after talks with President Trump, who's threatened to ban TikTok in the United States. Speaking to Fox News, the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the software posed a risk to national security. It could be their, their facial recognition pattern, it could be information about their residents, their phone numbers, their friends, who they're connected to. Those are, those are the issues that President Trump's made clear we're going to take care of. These are true national security issues. They're true privacy issues for the American people. And for a long time, a long time, the United States just said, well, goodness, if we're having fun with it or if a company can make uh, money off of it, we're going to permit that to happen. President Trump has said enough and we're going to fix it. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 105.8 yen. The euro is one US dollar, 17 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 14 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was 24,350, 244 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $71 billion. And now with sports, here's Adam Chung.
Justin Thomas has gone world number one for the first time in two years after winning the World Golf Championship event in Memphis. He closed with a five under par 66 to beat the defending champion Brooks Koepka by three shots and replaced John Ram at number one in the world rankings. It was the fifth time Thomas had rallied to win. He started the day four shots off the lead. It means a lot, especially with how I felt like I did it. Um, I've, in the past, I've struggled coming from behind. Um, I get, I learned from it at Colonial. I felt like I got really wrapped up in what was going on in the leaderboard, who was ahead of me, how many people, instead of just worrying about my own game. And I didn't look at a leaderboard until I accidentally stared at one on 13T. Um, <laughs> and then again, it, uh, it worked day. Um, I, I learned from that. The LPGA Tour is back in business with the Drive-On Championship in Ohio and victory for the American Danielle Kang. The world number four closed with a two under par 70 to beat Celine Boutier by one shot. Kang said the hard work she put in during the COVID downtime has paid off. I made sure that I played golf as much as I did normally, not because that I had to, it's because I wanted to. And I really took advantage of the time that I had. And I was so thankful for the time. Um, and I know it's a difficult time, but I try to make the best of it. And now I had all the time in the world and golf courses were open, luckily, for Nevada. And I didn't have to rush and cram in for a test kind of thing. And I had months of just practicing. And there were definitely times throughout the break where I didn't play well, but it's the ups and downs. And I just kept on working on things that I really wanted to work on um, and focus on. And we don't really, the off season wasn't enough. So this, I really, I'm proud of the work that we were able to do. In the NBA, DeMar DeRozan made two free throws with a second to play as the San Antonio Spurs beat the Memphis Grizzlies 108-96 to go ninth in the Western Conference. The Spurs need to catch the Grizzlies and finish in the top eight to qualify for the playoffs for what would be an NBA record 23rd consecutive season. The Houston Rockets stunned the top-ranked Milwaukee Bucks 120-116 behind 31 points from Russell Westbrook. Jason Tatum scored 34 to help the Boston Celtics hold off the Portland Trailblazers 128-124. And finally, cricket's richest tournament, the Indian Premier League, will be played in the UAE from the 19th of September. The 53 matches, including the final on the 10th of November, will be played across Dubai, Sharjah and Abu Dhabi. There will also be a women's T20 challenge involving three teams played during the IPL playoff week. And that's your look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK. We all have to account for our actions, especially if you break the law. Different crimes carry different maximum penalties. Taking part in a riot, 10 years. Taking part in an unlawful assembly, 5 years. Possession of offensive weapon, 3 years. Assaulting a police officer, two years. Criminal damage, ten years. So before you act, think. Think of the consequences for you, for your family, for your future. To prevent pneumonia and respiratory tract infection, always keep hands clean and wash hands for at least 20 seconds. Put the lid down before flushing. Add water to U-traps regularly. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when sneezing or coughing. Wear a mask and seek medical advice promptly if unwell. Fully cover your nose, mouth and chin with a mask. 
Visit chp.gov.hk to learn more.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, 